0: Desert Island Discs on 91.3 Capital FM 91.3 Capital FM Desert Island Discs on this wonderful Sunday evening is where we are at My name is Simon Kasiatin. As always to share with you a life story, inspirational story if you may And of course getting to have our subjects play their favorite music That's all that we do here on the Desert Island Discs Today a very special Sunday I must admit I have with me a very distinguished gentleman A man, well what words can I find to describe him? But well he will tell his life and story, and of course play his best of music, we will all judge the character, the man, and the life we have lived. Good evening and welcome to the show, my lord, the Chief Justice, Good Bart evening. Katurebe. Good evening. Welcome to Des Island Discs. Thank you for having me. Your life, it always starts from where it all began. Mm-hmm. Who is Bart Katurebe? Where was he born? When was he born? To who was he
1: born? Yes. Uh, Bart Katurebe was born to Mr. Yowana Magunda and his wife, my mother, Virginia Ngonzi, on the 20th of June 1950 at Rugazi in Winyaruguru County, then Ankole, Kingdom. Now it is a district. So I've just made 66 years on earth. We you know, geez, that is just a couple of uh, <laughs> a dozen days
0: ago. And yes. Things of that nature. If my mind is things to go by. Yes. Take us back to your childhood in Nubirizi district as we know it today. But in as we have always known that part yes. of the
1: country. Your best of recollections of your childhood? I was born the last of ten children. Wow! I'm the last born of my parents. And uh, as usual happens with last born, you tend to be the the most loved child. The spoiled one, if I may the use smart, that. The most spoiled <laughs> one. By both the parents by, and uh, your Sibling. older siblings. Mm-hmm. But, um, That did not take away the discipline nature of my upbringing. My father was a very, very serious man. He himself had grown up as an orphan, brought up in part by the Catholic uh, missionaries at Rugazi, where he worked Mm
2: -hmm. almost
1: all his his young life. He put us in school, all of us, but he insisted on discipline. How did he enforce the discipline? You'd Ah. get a cane Mm -hmm. if you you were found wanting. uh, You'd get a stroke of the cane, uh, mercilessly, but um, he had this about him that we feared to annoy him. So I think that by itself was discipline. And if you got um, a punishment at school, and you got to know about it, you'd get a double You'd one. get a double yeah. one when you get home. In law, isn't that regarded as a double jeopardy? <laughs> no, it's uh, th- th- that's law.
2: <laughs> so that's law.
1: But I think uh, he had that purpose that his children should be brought up the way you wanted it in the discipline manner, and uh, we are very grateful for that.
0: Well, with hindsight, of course, there's no doubt you don't raise a chief justice and uh, <laughs> anyone puts an indictment <laughs> to your raising style. Yes. But what about your mommy? Was she the one that then did
1: the spoiling since dad seemed oh, to be the one that was... Uh, actually, display. I think my mother was even stricter. Whereas my father might uh, give you a cane on, usual on the buttocks or my mother could pinch you. She was even a much more stricter person. And if my father gave you a punishment, there was no question that your mother would try to lessen it in any way. So there she, was no court of appeal. There was no court all. of appeal. They spoke one <laughs> word. <laughs> they spoke one word and uh, so we were brought up that way but we loved our parents, they loved us and uh, I think they did a great job. How about your interactions,
0: the little bat and his siblings? I mean, yes, you were loved and protected for the most part but yes, there's always sibling rivalries and, you know, this little yes, small... um
1: really the, the, the one person that I was very close to was my late sister in because she was the one I came after mm-hmm. and uh, we started school together. But the others were already big people. Uh, when I was born, there I was born, my eldest brother Ventino Turo, that's when he left the seminary in Shitabi to go to Nairobi to train as an office technician. Ooh. And the, young, the one who followed him, now Bishop Egidio, was already in the seminary. He hardly came home so um, that left uh, my other brother uh, Vincent in Kaurua, When I was born, he was younger. Then he was he went to secondary school, went to entire school, and so on. So they would come home as big people, and when I was still a, sm- a small boy uh, in primary school. Um, so that was my relationship with the, the big ones. But my other sister, we were like uh, twins. She was older than me, but we started school the same day. She started late, but we started school the same day, so we were always in the same class. So that one, there was always a bit of uh, sibling and and so on. (laughs) And she's the one who would report to me whenever I did something that uh, she didn't like. She would be the first to go home and report so to get me beaten and uh, get me. And I'm sure you also did the same. You always on the prowl, <laughs> looking course, out for her. <laughs> of course.
0: <laughs> but that now brings something very interesting about your father. It looks like he treated each one of you equally when it came to subjecting you to education, Beat the boys and the girls, yes. which was quite a feat, especially at the time you were raised, because many parents didn't consider girls worthy going to school. How? Come, your dad looked at it this way? Well,
1: because I think uh, his exposure working for the missionaries, uh, he was encouraged to put the children to school. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I started school, my parents considered me too young. I was just six. And uh, my sister, who was older, had been taken out of school earlier because someone advised that she was too clever and she, she had started school too early. So they pulled her out. Yeah. So, so she can grow. a, a <laughs> priest, Father Kamjene, was posted to Rugazi as a new priest. And he went around in the villages to find children who were not at school. So he found me and my sister. And he said, why is this kid not at school marrying my sister? Mm -hmm. And then my mother was saying, well, she had been taken out and so on. He said, she must go back to school. And then he saw me. I was a little, little fellow little boy. So what about this one? He said no, this one is too young. He said no, no. You also must go. So we started. That's how in you in <laughs> 1957. Wow. <laughs> Talking about school. So which school
0: is this that you went? That's
1: to? That's Rugazi Lugazi primary school. There were two. There was the one for the girls. So my sister went to the girls' school. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lugazi Still in school. Same, yeah. Then I went to the boys' school. Lugazi boys' school. But they were adjacent to each other at the church.
2: You
0: know, for the benefit of many of our listeners, when they hear Rugazi, they think of Rugazi, the place that's more famous for its sugar
1: than anything else. No, this is Rugazi with R. Aha. Rugazi. Oh, Rugazi. Rugazi. Yes, it is founded. It's a, it's a parish, the second oldest parish in Imbarara H Diocese. Mm-hmm. Uh, Imbarara Diocese at the time, mm-hmm. uh, which was founded by the White Fathers in 1909. Wow. Um, so, immediately after Nyamitanga, it became the second parish. So it was an old parish, and my grandparents, uh, my the, the parents to my mother especially,
3: mm-hmm.
1: were among the first people to be baptized because Rugazi is where they lived. That's where they were born. Ah. <laughs> where the primary school was subsequently to be built was their, ancestral, their home. ancestral home. So when the white fathers came and they started interacting with these local people, um, my grandparents... Offered uh, them the hospitality, the, the land... They came some of the first converts. Catholicism. But tell me something, I mean now
0: that I have the pleasure to have you here and you seem to be very well versed with the history of the church in that particular area let me ask you this, what do you think prompted the White Fathers to come and set shop right there? Was it the hospitality of the people or perhaps uh, some notoriety of the community that they needed Christ more than any other place?
1: I'm not sure. Uh, I have read a book by uh, uh, Reverend Father Doctor Darius Magwanda, who is my nephew, mm-hmm. um, about the church history in that area. It seems to be that they established Nyamtanga uh, as a first mission, mm-hmm. and I think they next wanted to go to Ivanda, mm-hmm. and then there was an event that occurred in Ivanda was the killing of uh, a white God. man called God. Yes. And that seemed now to alter a number of people's uh, uh, plans. And they headed northwards. They issued the travel advisory against <laughs> Ivan. <laughs> and ended up at Rugazi. Wow. Now, uh, there was a very close-knit community. Uh, people lived very, very close together. Mm. But it is also a very picturesque place. if Absolutely. you get. If you, get, if you look at Rugazi, you where the parish is, mm-hmm. you look down and you have the whole national park before you. The, the Wenzel Mountains, the... In the of the Great Rift. The, Valley. Exactly. Lake Edward, Lake George, the Kazinga Channel are all before you. It's a, a wonderful place in terms of sight. So I think it was a combination of those factors that Rugaz ended up now taking number two place uh, instead of Yvanda. Thanks for that bit of history.
0: We will play your first song, my Lord uh, Chief Justice. When we return, then we'll go down to your life in school. Yes. You tell us how you arrived in school, what it felt like, and obviously, how the journey began with your sister in town.
1: My first song is, uh, I would appropriately dedicate it to my parents. Mm-hmm. Because uh, without them, uh, I wouldn't get where I am. And uh, the words may not necessarily be directed to them, but the, the song by a called, um, You Raise Me Up. That's a beautiful song. Raise me up. So I can walk on mountains and, uh, and all that it, it says. And I think I have walked on the mountains. I've risen to the top of my profession. I have wonderful family. Uh, well, I, I suppose when you think of a, a child who started off born to a peasant home, mm-hmm. someone who was a waiter for the priests, and you are used to graze goats, not cattle, because yeah. we didn't have cattle at that time. Oh. So you find where you are now, now I own As the chief Canto. justice of the land. I own Kato and I still have a lot of gods. Of gods. <laughs> then I have a, a reason to thank the uh, not only God, but my parents. In so end. I think they have raised me up. Any one of those still up. alive? No. no. None of them? No. My father died in 1990 when mm-hmm. I was already a deputy minister in government. Oh, at least he saw a bit of the uh, place. My, oh, one of my brothers had already been made a bishop. Oh. And uh, my mother then saw me through the next... Uh, 16 years of her widowhood and saw me rise from deputy minister to minister of state to full cabinet minister. Saw me retire to private practice. Then she had a few months before I was appointed the Supreme Court judge she died. Oh dear. 2005. Oh dear. So I think she had, at, at the age of 96, so I think she had uh, done her job. There's quite a bit of genes of longevity in your <laughs> family. No, <laughs> I hope about so. It. <laughs> it's 91.3
0: Capital FM. Desdile and the cities and their uh, chief justice here sharing his life and times. Just going through his early formative years as a young little, you know, pupil now joining primary one and playing, obviously, as a dedication to his parents, this wonderful song, You Raise Me Up. We'll be right
3: back. Still with us. I am down and oh, my soul so weary When troubles come And my heart burdened be, And I am still And wait here in the silence Until you come And sit awhile. You more than I can be. more than I can be. Desert Island Discs on
0: 91.3 Capital FM 91.3 Capital FM, Desert Island Discs on this wonderful Sunday evening The Chief Justice of the Republic of Uganda, Bart Katurebe, sharing with us his life and times So you go to school, on the behest of a priest who was walking by and phoned you and your sister Yes, we are still there He's
1: still there. Uh, still, uh, I, mean, I, I still owe it to him. <laughs> <laughs> He's a very old man now. And still at the same parish? No, no, oh. no, no. He's now at the priest's uh, resting home in Ivanda. Oh, great. So when you show up at school,
0: did you come with um, apprehension or did you go with a lot of excitement? Because now you're breaking away from the routine of God rearing. Yes, of course. Um, I
1: didn't break away from the routine of God reading. At least you'll have some hours. Our of. routine <laughs> at home was you get up at six o'clock. Uh, That's um, when the family gets up. First thing is n- you all kneel down for prayers. Mm-hmm. On your knees, not standing or playing around. Uh, and how was this governing to be on knees? In, s- in the courtyard? In, in the, the sitting room? room? In our uh, sitting room. My father would come mm-hmm. with his rosary and then, uh, he always carried a rosary with him. <laughs> and... Uh, You're near, you pray, the morning prayers. Then the girls would uh, go off to to do something with the mother. My job was then to take the goats out of the house and tie them outside. Wow. Then wash up. And then then clean where they slept. That usually was done in the evenings. Ah, weekends. In the morning, you put them outside and then came washed up, dressed up, and went to school. How far was the school from your home? Oh, within... uh, less than a half a kilometer, I think. Oh, <laughs> was that was very very close. You didn't have to walk nine kilometers. No, 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 no. It was just over the here. Mm. You, you know, at that, that time they would play the bugle, and if once the bugle sounded, you rushed to school. Ah, okay. But, and if you were late for school, that would be a problem at home as well. <laughs> quite interesting
0: Yes. and so when you arrived there obviously school is school you'll find people with different intentions and different characters and all that but you as an individual how would one who saw you then now with the benefit of hindsight how would you have described yourself a serious little boy or an obstinate young man
1: no I think I was uh, a serious uh, little boy right from the beginning because of my older sister who was already in P6 Called Hazia, mm-hmm. uh, Mrs. Kawisha. Later,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, she was already in P6 when I started, so she used to even to teach me how to write at home. Ah, so you already had so a head start. So I had an idea, uh, you know, how to write letter A and things like that in the dust or on or some piece of paper. So it was fun for me. Uh, wow. I, I loved to learn and, and so on, and I think I was a quick learner.
0: And the tutorials were
1: in the local dialect. Oh yes, in uh-huh. Uh, at that time, we were speaking Runyaruguru. Uh, my first teacher, the late John Kamagara, who unfortunately died in this uh, bizarre episode. Yes. Uh, he was my first teacher. He was from Igara, So he was teaching us, of course, in Rinyankoli. At that time, they were even teaching Rinyankoli very natural. Uh-huh. So now, for me, I was speaking Rinyaruguru at So what's time. the difference between Rinyaruguru and Rinyankoli? Well, there is a, a difference what's in... What's uh, Rinyaruguru anyway? <laughs> <laughs> you have to go back to history again. Uh, because the Rinyaruguru people, the indigenous Rinyaruguru people, because now in Rinyaruguru, there are so many people now. It's mm-hmm. very cosmopolitan. The history has it that uh, they tracked to emerge from buganda at the end of the 18th century i think there was um, something that happened here in buganda mm-hmm. there was a kabaka called chabagu mm-hmm. now when kabaka chabagu died there was a war of succession mm-hmm. between his sons one called junju and another one called semakokiro um, hey, interesting names as this plays out today yes fighting for the Kawaka ship and then junju got killed Semakokriot became the Kawaka. But as a result of that fighting, uh, I don't yes, want to uh, go into uh, the details yes. which I have had,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but some Baganda were forced out. Out. They went uh, as uh, Westward. They called them Bakunta, mm-hmm. refugees.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And some of them settled uh, in Nichita now. Mm-hmm. And those uh, who continued, uh, they were called Wanamaglu. At that time, they were speaking Luganda. Mm-hmm. They were Baganda, Baganda. Mm-hmm. So they saw that uh, fertile area. Up on the hills, overlooking the lake. Queen Elizabeth and those yeah. other ones. So they, they went up features. there. Those were my ancestors. And oh. actually, today in Ovinyaruguru, that place which they first touched by is called Chigaviro because mm-hmm. that's where they first went. And then they lo- You look down on all the other hills, mm-hmm. and they distributed themselves according to clans. Each clan going to a particular hill. Ah-ha. So the clan which we where we first landed, the hill called K- Kichwamba. Mm-hmm. Is the here which was given to the Mpologoma clan, which is my clan. Oh. They, were, and they were the leaders at that time.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think the Emporogoma clan in Uganda is uh, something very (laughs) royal. Yes. (laughs) So so that is the history. So these were people speaking Luganda. Mm -hmm. Now they found along the lake there were people speaking, uh, they were called Wanyanyanza, Wanyavindi, and and so on. Mm -hmm. Uh, Along the Kazinga Channel. a fishing uh, fishing community. Mm -hmm. Speaking a language similar to Toro.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um, uh, And... Then, in time, people were coming in from Igara, from yes, going yes. to Katwa to, to look for source. We yes. found these new settlers and, and so on. So, eventually, the Lugandas became synthesized with the uh, Toro, so with the and so on, to what we call Runyaruguru. So, but you find that it's uh, a dialect of Runyankole, but there are words we have which have... Uh, Lugani. Ruth in Uganda, Ruth in Rutaro, and so it is a different dialect. Must be a very interesting conversation to have and, in uh, you can find more detail of that <laughs> in Professor <laughs> Kerjere's book, the history of and, uh, wow. and other people. Oh, that's incredible! Yeah.
0: So you speak it fluently as a dialect, yes? But you're also adopted to speaking the Runyankole that your teachers yes, imparted to you. Yes, We started learning the
1: grammar and 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 so on, and. Uh, but when I went home, then we, or the mm. children, when we played in the compound, we were speaking Very interesting. When well, so. <laughs> we play your next song,
0: when we return, then we'll see your journey through school, and where eventually that humble beginning in Rugazi, Rugazi, Rugazi primary, Rugazi primary, school, Rugazi primary school, school took you. After
1: that, Okay. my next song, I would like to thank God that we we've been here. here. There is a, a song by Jim Reeves. We thank thee. Mm-hmm. If you can find it. We, oh, we have incredible music here on 91.3
0: <laughs> Capital FM. We, we thank, thank the,
1: obviously, a song that is present in our yes, music. Um, I think the, we all have lots to thank God for um, to raising us up, being born in that family. My father never knew his parents. They died when he was small. And uh, that's how he ended up uh, being in brought the, up the mission and uh, so yes. I was able to be brought up by both parents. Wow! I wow. never saw any of my grandparents. Now, then uh, the my brothers, uh, we, we grew up six out of ten. This is something, again, you thank God. Uh, Absolutely. Because we are now five. My sister died in Canada just uh, a few years ago. Oh, dear. So uh, there are all sorts of things you thank God for. Uh, and
0: of course, from that single man and his wife who didn't know his parents, I'm sure there's uh, close to hundreds of great-grandchildren.
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think we they are, uh, uh, let me see uh, these children always laugh at me I keep count my eldest brother Nventinoturo mm-hmm. has uh, 15 children mm-hmm. and I don't 15 many, uh,
0: biological children
1: yes and I don't know many grandchildren now that's uh, <laughs> good Each
0: one of them did just But 10. I know them
1: I know them my second brother uh, the bishop, of course, never married, he's a Catholic bishop. Who is your brother, the bishop? Uh, that's Bishop Ejidion Kejanabu he just retired as bishop of Casses Diocese.
3: Ah, yes. that's
1: your brother. That's yes, my brother. Incredible. The second born. Mm-hmm. Then uh, my brother, Vincent Nkaburua, who retired as a teacher, has uh, six children mm-hmm. and uh, a number of grandchildren as well. Absolutely. My sister, Siska Kawisho mm-hmm. has six children and the grandchildren are there. My late sister, the one I played with, mm-hmm. uh, left two children. Wow. Both have children also. Uh-huh. I have six children and now 11 uh-huh. grandchildren myself. Wow. So that gives you an idea. And <laughs> then you are your father. Those and your people, the, the seed that was sown by those people. So we thank God for all that. Indeed, without a doubt. We thank the
0: by Jim Reeves, as chosen by the Chief Justice of the Republic of Uganda, Bad Katurebe, as he shares his life and times here on 91.3 Capital FM's Desert Island Discs.
2: We thank Thee each morning for a newborn day Where we may work the fields of new-mown hay We thank Thee for the sunshine and the air that we breathe, O Lord We thank Thee Thank Thee for the rivers that run all day Thank Thee for the little birds that sing along the way. Thank Thee for the trees and the deep blue sea, O Lord, we thank Thee. Oh yes, we thank Thee, Lord, for every flower that blooms, birds that sing, fish that swim, and the light of the moon. We thank Thee every day as we kneel and pray That we were born with eyes to see these things Thank Thee for the fields where the clover is grown Thank Thee for the pastures where cattle may roam Thank Thee for Thy love so pure and free Oh Lord, we thank Thee Oh yes, we thank Thee, Lord, for every flower that blooms Birds that sing, fish that swim, and the light of the moon We thank Thee every day as we kneel and pray That we were born with eyes to see these things we thank Thee for the fields where the clover is wrong. Thank Thee for the pastures where cattle may roam. Thank Thee for Thy love so pure and so free, O Lord. We
0: thank Thee. Desert Island Discs on 91.3 Capital FM. Capital FM, Desert Island Discs on this wonderful Sunday evening. The Chief Justice of the Republic sharing his life and times. And I think it's unprecedented to have a reigning Chief Justice come to Desert Island Discs and allow to be marooned with us. We're glad.
1: We can't thank you more. Thank you. The last time I was here, uh, it was when I was Attorney General. Uh (laughs) So now you're back. As I was then head of the bar, now I'm
0: head of the bench. So. Absolutely. So we keep track of you. We don't let you, you off the hook. He did. <laughs> At the time when you were in your formative years there in Rugazi Primary School, and as your father insisted that all of you go through school, hmm. did he have an idea which each one of you should be? Did he have a direction he was pushing you in terms of professionalism?
1: Yes. yes. He wanted my first brothers, the, the first two brothers, to become priests. No doubt because of his association with the, with the priests and his own devotion to the church. And I think he had a good success and rate. He, <laughs> he sent them to the seminary, both of them, Buturo and, the, and Egidio.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Buturo got kicked out of the seminary in 1950, the same year I was born. <laughs> so you can see the difference between me and him. 17 years difference. And He, he must have been I in trouble to with to daddy. He to Nairobi mm-hmm. and became an engineer and, and things like that. Mm. But Egidio went on to become a priest. And... Uh, Uh, Eventually, a bishop. He has now retired. Then uh, my brother, my father wanted him to be not a priest. He wanted him to be a teacher, uh, Vincent, and he became a teacher. Became a teacher. He had master. He upgraded. Went to Macare. Went to the University of Birmingham. And uh, became a tutor, and uh, so until he retired. Mm-hmm. My other sister, uh, Mrs. Uh, Kawisho, I don't know what they wanted her to become, but unfortunately, the, the, none of them, neither of my parents, wanted my, my sisters to become nuns. <laughs> <laughs> Which are <you> just <laughs> but she went to nursing school. Uh, at well, Insambia that, school. That's a very close one to being a
3: Usually yeah. <laughs> she went to nursing
1: school at <laughs> right Insambia and uh, then got married and she didn't practice nursing. She became a, house a housewife. Well, she, she nurses her children. Was <laughs> she nurses her children. My other sister was a very clever girl. I think the, probably the cleverest of all, of all, the late Nrigeta. She was always the first in the class from primary one up to secondary school. Wow. Then she went to Tororo Girls' School from there, I don't know what happened. She decided to join the East African community without finishing HSC. The East African community had started at that time. It was the in thing. And mm-hmm. so she went to Angera and trained as a secretary. Um, uh, to the disappointment of us all, because we, we thought she should have gone on to university. And, but she's it it trained choices. as a secretary. I suppose the props, the parents didn't mind very much. Now, with respect to me, the yes. youngest, my father, I remember sitting me down. And he said wanted me to be a doctor so that I can treat people and quietly. I didn't tell him that uh, at school <laughs> the science subjects were not my best. <laughs> <laughs> his
0: word to you was that I make them your me best. He be <laughs> mm. um, uh, was so so an intelligent man, that one. one. He, he knew society's issues and yes, wanted to distribute course, yes. all his students, sort yes, out yes. the spiritual ones, the education ones. Yes, and now you, yes. their life. To
1: be a life. Mm-hmm. And um, well, he was disappointed later when uh, I told him that uh, I was going to study law at Makerere.
0: But before and, uh, that, the art
1: subjects seemed to be you, those of your fancy. But yes. Did you
0: think of the direction of being a lawyer? Did you even know the No, there was such it a was my
1: aptitude. I liked reading a lot. Mm. I liked reading history, novels. I read, my brothers would bring books at home. Uh, you read everything and, uh, in your way. I found I was reading them. Even in class, I would do poor at mathematics and, and sciences. And I didn't fail them, but mm. you know, you, you score 45. Fifty. Then you you score eighty in English it, or history. Or history. <laughs> then you really know where you are up to it is. So later in secondary school and after I, I, I did the arts. Where did you go for your secondary school? Um, secondary school first from orgazi mm-hmm. At that time we used to do six six years. Yes. Then you would sit the primary living exam. Then join right junior. Now. Then you go to Junior. Mm-hmm. Now for Junior, I went to St. Joseph's Junior Secondary School at Nyamtanga. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now St. Joseph's Vocational School. Well, it's a, it's a, yeah, St. Joseph's, but it's a different location uh-huh. uh, altogether. So I went to Nyamtanga for two years, then did my junior living. At the end of that, somehow I didn't pass well to go to the school of my first choice, which was St. Leo's. I wanted to go to St. Leo's. Oh dear. Uh, I, I missed it by one mark. And uh, I was then allocated a new school because that year government started 25 new secondary schools
3: mm-hmm.
1: and that was Chitunga Secondary School. Oh, that's where well so down in Chithunga. In, in Tunga, Mona. Yes, in Kajara, in Kajara. Kajara at that yes. time, 1965. Mm-hmm. So I started near and there and I think it was a blessing in disguise because here was now a team 70 students with three teachers one, one British, two Americans starting a school. You did your own football pitches, you fetched water from the well, you didn't have electricity, you lit the Petromax lamps, you, you learned new things. You, The first day we arrived at school, we didn't even have mattresses, they had promised us mattresses. We went out and cut grass and slept. Wow. So That's that was a character building school. And uh, Do you
0: remember any of some of the 70 other students with whom you had?
1: Oh, yes. Um, uh, there is uh, Mr. Joram Karisa. Hmm. He's a practicing uh, accountant with the Mungere's and oh, company. Yes. There is uh, Mr. George Twesime, is a, a, a lawyer, he, he, he retired, uh, used to be chief registrar at the High Court. Um, of that first class, a number of people have died, and many others that I'm uh, sure you remember yes, in the I course
0: of remember. them. Was that your? F-
1: when was your first exposure say, to electricity? Oh, Nyamtanga. Ah Yes, from Bunyaruguru went on to St. Joseph's, 1963. The light bulb. The light bulbs, electricity. Yeah, it was there. But Your
0: I'm, reaction to
1: that new setting? Well, it was... Uh, I was very homesick to begin with. I, if When I remember my first week at uh, Nyamtanga, it was miserable. I can imagine. Um, uh, they would get you up very early in the morning and uh, that place can be very chilly. Cold. Was it <laughs> colder
0: chilly. than the escarpments in where, where you yes, are Yes, <laughs> it's not that
1: cold in you know, Ubu Oh, that's interesting. Uh, Nyamtanga, because I think of the river Weez. Uh, mm, there, there would down. be a lot of mist out there and they would wake you up very early and you had to wash, go to the tops and wash with very cold water oh. then go to the chapel. Now, I do remember that first week, uh, there used to be a bus going from Mbarara to Fort Porto. Mm. So each time it would probably be passing about 6.30, 7 o'clock, you would see it across uh, Roharu as yes. it was going, and I would cry thinking now this bus is going to pass by home. home I would get <laughs> so homesick. <and> <laughs> 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 That's a very interesting <laughs> one. <laughs> but wow. uh, in time I, 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 I loved school and uh, we had a wonderful time with Yamthanga. I was quickly spotted as someone who was acti- uh, uh, very active in reading poems. I became a read po- uh, acting, reading poems, and twice, actually, I won the school prize uh, with the honors as the best actor, poem, reciter in both 63 and 64.
0: Did you ever, along the way, then have your own poems? Did you ever compose some of your very own ones?
1: We were encouraged, Brother Bosco used to encourage us to, I can't remember, but I did Scribble, I I can't remember. (laughs)
0: Quite very interesting. (laughs) Let's play your next song. When we return, then we'll go down to secondary school exactly how you then start shaping your preferred academic line. But also interestingly, your socialization with the rest of the vagaries of growing up. Mm -hmm. Because now you're becoming an an adolescent, you're beginning to, you know, go through growing up and the challenges that may come with, how do you then attend to them?
1: Mm. Let's count our blessings.
0: I can almost guess the song. You know the song? (laughs) Count your blessings one by one. (laughs) (laughs) A beautiful song such as this on a wonderful Sunday evening. If you're listening to the car way of delivery of this life story coming in from the Chief Justice. It leaves nothing in your mind in form of doubt on whether indeed we have the right man in the right job. We'll be right back. It's and
3: Discs. When upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed When you are discouraged thinking all is lost Count your many blessings name them one by one And it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God has done. burdened with a load of care Does the cross seem heavy you are called to bear Count your many blessings every doubt will fly And you will keep singing as the days go by Count your blessings name them one by one Count your blessings, see what God has done Count your blessings, name them one by one Count your many blessings, see what God has done So amid the conflict, whether great or small Do not be disheartened, God is over all. Count your many blessings, angels will attend. Help and comfort give you to your journey's end. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done name them one by one count your many blessings see what God has done But God Desert Island Discs On 91.3 Capital FM
0: 91.3 Capital FM Desert Island Discs I am elated to say the, the least That I am with the Chief Justice of the Republic of Uganda Sharing with us his life and times And for the benefit of uh, you who are only With a mental image of how he possibly looks I can tell you He looks quite relaxed compared to the amount of work he has on his shoulders. But yes, happy to have you once again. Your life, you now go to secondary school, and this is a very formative time in anyone's life. A young man, sometimes, that's the time when you begin to start having, you know, battles with your personality. Yes. yes. You start, uh, you know, the vagaries of adolescence and all. How do you attend to those?
1: Well, you know, um, this was an all-boys school, Mm -hmm. although we had three girls who by accident uh, uh, to, to study with us. I don't want to ask the details of how accidentally they showed
0: up in the <laughs> yes, boys' school. <laughs> uh,
1: one was a daughter of a Saza chief at uh, uh-huh. and She, uh, I think they found it uh, convenient for her to, to come in, mm-hmm. senior one. Two were also, one was a daughter to a nurse also at Ruashamede, One, who, a local girl, somehow. But we we treated them as sisters. Mm -hmm. But, um, as I said, uh, we were there, seven hours, and we had this uh, British headmaster who was uh, quite an eccentric fellow. He had been teaching at the entire school, and he was posted to go and start a new secondary school, Mm -hmm. and he would tell us that although we were not at Ntare, we could still pass as well as Ntare. I think that was some good motivation there. Yes. Mm. And... um, uh, it worked very hard within the first year we got a school lorry wow. donated by the Ministry of Education. We didn't have a driver so one of the American teachers was driving it. <laughs> and whenever there was a, a play or to be a uh, acted in Intare or a debate we would be driven from Chitunga to go to Ontario and been driven back to Ruashamere in the middle wow. of the night. So you were a little, you know, like more say uh, an auxiliary. Yes, it it really tried something. to say, look, you can pass. Mm. And the American teachers were very enthusiastic young people. They had introduced the sports basketball, volleyball. you Who
0: preempted my next question. Other than reading hard in class, oh, what is the video out of, beach of sports. And reciting uh, there, poems?
1: There, all sorts of sports. Uh, the, the Americans introduced softball. I used to play volleyball mm. and basketball, uh, with my height, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, the, the football. Then, uh, Mr. Motram, that was the headmaster, mm-hmm. uh, went to UK recruited, uh, I remember one time he came with a group of five volunteer teachers who came, so we really had a full component, Wow! and each one of those, really, the, the British introduced cricket. cricket, so for a new school, we, we were really very vibrant, very active, and uh, we had, uh, surprisingly, our football team doing very well, and uh, we had a guarakipa who had one arm, the a one-armed keeper. How was and How so? Well, he had, he had uh, been
0: amputated uh, and...
1: Um, he had lost use of one arm as a kid uh, in a oh. fire. So it was... Um, uh, it was there, stuck, but... Uh, it was stuck at the... You couldn't stretch it. Oh, okay. So, but he was very good. Uh, <laughs> How so did he manage? <laughs> know. Well, you had, seen, you had to believe it. <laughs> uh, and he, would, uh, uh, he used to live in Klembe. His father worked in Klembe. He was originally Sudanese. And he would even do boxing. With his one hand. With his one hand. So w- w- we thought it was, uh, was one of those God talent. blessings Absolutely. that really you had uh, even a one armed person could keep the goal for a school and I'm win. Right. One time we beat in So I'm <laughs> sure that that was so a was huge, that, huge that, indictment There was, there was that motivation. And uh, one interesting thing that happened at that school when we had just got there, they, of course, at that time people ate very well. So they had must have made sure that every Tuesday mm-hmm. the, the supper would be fish. From Lake mm-hmm. So they would bring a whole tilapia. Now many students didn't eat fish. So they would uh, look for oh, out yeah. for me. Many people in Ankle didn't yeah, eat yeah, fish. They at they that time. Find, yeah, they need so, <laughs> so they look out for the Munyarugu. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> so I would find myself on Tuesday or Friday. Mm-hmm. I would eat three or four fish myself. <laughs> <laughs> I would not You with Tokyo. <laughs> you just have your fish <laughs> right? there.
0: my fish. Clearly, sure. you never felt homesick at all while no, you were in I, t- I, to was the getting <laughs>
1: older. I was now 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 I was uh, fifteen, mm-hmm. and uh, it was fun. Really, being a student was fun. Um, uh, uh, take Mr. Motram. He wanted us to learn swimming, so he would take us to Nyaboko on Saturdays. There's a lake in Nyaboko. Yes, somewhere. a lake there with. Uh, then, in time, he developed an idea. There is a swamp. A stream going through the swamp down the, the down the valley, and he so said we could make our own swimming pool. So we got hose and and, and 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 spades uh, and just so dredged gone, out the whole place. Dredged out to the place, water flowed in, flowed out, and he was the first person Today to dive in there, uh, completely naked, <laughs> <laughs> to give confidence <laughs> to give confidence <laughs> to, to the, the boys. Rest of us. So yeah, so there was that fun, uh, and uh, we didn't really miss not being. Uh, uh, we, uh, we went for debates Went, to, uh, I was very active in the debate society, went to, to debate in Chigas High School, in Kenyansano at that time, a High School so we we were Nyanji, Mary, we debated. And did you hold any leadership position in the school? I was president of the debating club and drama. The drama club. Yeah, because I had learned that two of the players we had acted in Nyamtanga. I actually, with the assistance of the British English teacher, Mr. Colin Murray, I directed them, or reacted them, uh, enacted them with... At Kitunga, uh, And even publicly at Rwasha made a hall. Wow. Yes. <laughs> this is quite very interesting here. <laughs> and I remember the, the headmaster trying to interest me uh, to to act uh, Julius Caesar um, uh, by Shakespeare. But we never The really, Time was running out. when oh, yeah. It was snare three going to snare four and uh, uh, we never did uh, get to go to... That's very
0: that. interesting. So why didn't you venture into the political leadership at school?
1: Prefects were being appointed. Ah, okay. Um, and I... I I wasn't appointed a prefect. I never became a prefect, except in St. Joseph's. In St. Joseph's, I I became a, a, a captain for my house, entire house. Mm. Yes, wow, I mean, that's quite in very India. interesting. And why do you go for your HSC after that? Then I
0: went to Namiriango. Mm-hmm. Uh, what made you make that choice? Because I'm sure <laughs> you had never been to <laughs> Namiriango in any of those. But that's a, a very
1: interesting question because, and uh, it was uh, for interesting reasons. Mm-hmm. When I went to Chitunga, my sister had gone to Trinity College in a bingo. Ah, yes, the, the twin one of yours. Yes, she went to Trinity College in a bingo, and from there. During holidays, she would tell me about a boys' school, Namriango, mm-hmm. had smart boys. They had a band, they, they did boxing, and, and they debated and so well. They, they, debated they came to
0: school for social. So
1: then, in time, when we were thinking senior three, she introduced me to a friend of hers. Uh, to write, who were writing to each other's pen poles. Mm. So, by the time I got to S4, I was convinced I wanted to come to Namiriyango.
0: Because the pen pole was in Namiriyango. The,
1: the pen pole was in Nabingo.
0: Oh, in Nabingo, yes. Yes, yes ah. with my
1: sister.
0: So, you so didn't come closer to so the pen to So, now, pen I to see, now
1: I want to see the pen pole. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so Wow! <laughs> so, <laughs> I decided
1: I was going to apply to, to, to come to Namiriyango. And also to get out of Wankole and come to Kampala.
0: So, have you been to Kampala before?
1: I came to Kampala uh, when in senior three, I think I came down to have my eyes checked out uh, for glasses, and then in, uh, at the end of s four, we came as a school uh, on a school trip, went as far as ginger, visited the sugar factories and so on. So that's. Wow. Well, I had also come to Kampala in senior three. My sister, when she was at Nabingo, had gone to America as an exchange student. Wow. So when she was in senior three. So when she came back, uh, I came over with my other brother, Vicent, and uh, to come and meet her uh, at the airport. The, yeah. Must have been so, an
0: epic experience. Oh, yes,
1: of course. And I remember when she came out of the plane and, and all that. you know. So, so that's <laughs> my motivation for asking to come to Namiriyango. But it wasn't without a hitch. Tell me. Because as we were filling in these forms of, you know, where you are applying to go and so mm-hmm. on, my headmaster... Uh, Brian Motram called me to his office and said, So you are feeling formed, so where do you want to go? Uh, no, he said, Of course, you must go to Ontario. And then I said, No, I don't want to go to Ontario. He said, Why? I'll make sure Crichton takes you. Crichton was, there, was the headmaster I was there. there. I said, I want to go to Namiryango. The man was really puzzled.
0: He was mortified,
1: I'm sure. You know, and uh, <laughs> he jumped to one thing. He said, You want to go back to the Catholics? I said, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even thought about that at all. Because <laughs> so, it's from
0: Nyamitanga that you had
1: come. Yes, so he thought you were yes, uh, <laughs> Now you back. So, but I. I told him, no, really, I, I, I went from Bunyaruguru to Nyamtanga, Nawachitunga. I want to get out of Angkole and go to some, some other place. I said, okay, all right, fine. So I put in, I was confident that I would pass well and, mm-hmm. uh, and compete, which I did. And uh, so I went to Namriango on, on, on merit. On merit, yes. Yeah, so it was quite now an, a an different thing. You know, from a school where you are starting from scratch. To, to a already s- established school. Well, where the, the, the oldest, the, the f- oldest secondary school in the country. Wow. Started in 1903, so you had just come from a school you had started (laughs) in 1965. (laughs) (laughs) Very well established, uh, the HSC, you lived alone. So I hardly got to know really what was taking place in in the Oliver section. Um, We had uh, what we call the HSC Academy. They invited people to come and give special talks to the HSC students. Mm I remember the first person who came to talk to us was the then governor of the Bank of Uganda, the late Joseph Mubiru, came and uh, gave us a lecture. Then we had Professor Bosa who came and gave a lecture about psychiatry and and all those things. It was quite interesting. And uh, uh, we still had a very interesting headmaster, Father Kaipas, uh, Those were mid-heel fathers. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was quite a new experience. But
0: at this time, you had made up your mind. Law was the scene.
1: Yes, now because then I offered the arts. Mm -hmm. I I had done well in them. And it was my aptitude. So I I offered uh, uh, geography, economics, history. uh, history. Um, No literature? No, at that time, you know, you did three. Three. So So why why didn't
0: didn't you have literature in the mix? Since you seem to have...
1: Yes, but... uh, some, for some reason, I think I I, I wanted to do economics. Uh-huh. Yes, I wanted to do economics. So I thought I could continue reading books, but I wanted to do something else. Something else. else. Oh, yeah, right. And uh, and uh, so during that time, uh, of course, I I did meet my my pempo, Penpa. my, my pen pal, <laughs> <my laughs> and uh, we liked each other, and uh, so we had that, and then. Uh, at the end of S5, while traveling home uh, for holidays in December, Mm -hmm. at the railway station in Kampala, I met uh, someone who was later to change my life, and that's uh, later became my wife, at that time. Now, surprisingly, she was then also a senior one student at (laughs) Trinity College, Nabingo. Nabingo. You can see Nabingo has (laughs) been in my life throughout.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's an incredible one here. Your sister's influence. Will you tell us later on, uh, that chance meeting at the train station but how did you move uh-huh. train station central train station in yes, Kampala uh, and then it, you go the to Kasese uh-huh.
1: and then you know my home in rugazi it yes. was uh, only 36 miles from Kasese by the road so you, you took a train at that mm-hmm. time you could go on uh, the sec- what we call second class yes with a student concession mm-hmm. you would pay nine shillings nine, nine shillings the others would I wonder pay, what I the equivalent of that is now uh, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> you would pay nine shillings don't travel second class to Kasese then get on a taxi or a bus. How
0: long would that journey take?
1: Overnight. You you left uh, at six in the evening mm-hmm. and you arrived at Cassesa in the morning. Six o'clock in the morning. And it's about six or seven. So by
0: lunchtime, Saturday, you'd yeah, be Yeah, by lunchtime
1: 11 o'clock, you'd be home. Wow,
0: let's play your next song. When we return, we'll look at the chance meeting at the train station and a lot more, especially that now you're paving your way out to become the lawyer that you eventually became mm-hmm. up to the pinnacle of what the law profession would offer in this country.
1: Now, the next song, I would like to devote it to someone who uh, to become my girlfriend. Mm -hmm. The pain I went through uh, of trying to to convince her that uh, I was serious. But she was still so young, and I was also very young. And uh, that song, which came around in the 70s, I think, is uh, The the Pain of Loving You by Dolly Peton, I think.
0: (laughs) What pain did you have to go through? They ask you to bring... um, Water in a basket and somehow no. <laughs> down 10
1: kilometers walk. Think of writing to someone six letters and you get no response. Oh my goodness, <laughs> how do you even get the courage to write the second one? Where? The third one? Where? Up to six. I was
0: determined to see it through. Is that how you are you normally this determined for things you like? You I know? think so.
1: If I feel this is something that I want to do uh-huh. and I have the ability to do it. I try and do it. But and six? at that time, you see, all those time, <laughs> at that time, you know, these associates, these relationships and so on were totally mm. innocent. Absolutely. You know, totally innocent. Mm. You like someone and you are both young, you're an S5, someone in S1. You just want to write letters. And then the, when you get a response, you know, you. you yeah, at you least that is the reason. So you are not really put off that someone didn't answer. And uh, in time, it, it works itself up
0: six letters. The pain of loving you without a doubt. Let's play this song. When we return we suddenly listen more about this incredible story that the Chief Justice of the Republic of Uganda is candidly sharing with us here on Desk Island Discs.
3: You just can't stand to see me happy Seems you heard. From the- Island Discs
0: on 91.3 Capital FM. Ninety one point three Capital FM Desert Island Desk Cities Marooned with the Chief Justice of the Republic, sharing with us so candidly his life and times. And I must say, for a man of his stature and the seriousness of his profession, he's got quite a huge sense of humor. And so tell
1: us, you arrive how did you meet this person at the at the At the train. At the train station. So I got to the train station. Um, and I find uh, a girl I knew uh, she was at Namagunga mm-hmm. and she had been to school at Mshanga with my sister so I had met her called Mary. Your sisters her. were already somewhere in the picture introducing you yeah, to all my, sorts my, of that, people. That, yeah, so <laughs> this lady I had met her and she had uh, two younger sisters. Then she says, but me I'm not traveling but my sisters are traveling by train. They were actually going to Kamwenge because mm-hmm. they were getting out to go and see an uncle Ivanda who was teaching at Ivanda, uh-huh. so she says they have never traveled by train before, mm-hmm. so please take care of them and show them around. So,
0: okay, show them uh, around. I, you I are just in a train cabin <laughs> <laughs> overnight, <laughs> but I can imagine being so. We, out we by get a
1: ninja. in and the train takes off, and uh, there used to be cabins for girls and cabins for boys. Oh, really? So, but you could visit up 10 o'clock.
2: Uh, so, after that.
1: and at that time, you know, I had just finished S5, and we had just been given our uh, bursary from the Ankole government at that time. You know, they used to give us a bursary of 750 shillings. Wow, I didn't know. And uh, from Ankole, then they would you deduct the fees, which was 550 shillings. So, the 200. Not 250,000, but 250. <laughs> <laughs> then the 200 would be given to you as your pocket money. So I had I was loaded. Yeah, you uh, moving so, a bit with some uh, <laughs> These two young girls, uh, one was younger, I think she was, I think, like P P7 or P6 at that time. So I was saying, like, can I take you to the buffet car? And they said, no. And I, I felt uh, <laughs> laid down. They, they refused. So I the went. buffet car was the place where you uh, had Where you could at a restaurant, where okay. you, could, you could go and eat. Along the yes, coaches. Yes, in, in, in the train. It was a... Uh, so I said, let's go on the reviews. But I went and uh, bought some sodas and so on. So I sat in their cabin and uh, what, they had, what was that talk about? Just talk about um, Colin mm-hmm. and Nabingo, and so on. Uh, 10 o'clock came very quickly, and the the, the, the the ticket examiner came along and said, Young Excuse man, me. it is time for you to go. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> so I left. And um, so in the morning, the train pulled into Kamwenge and they had to get off. Felt very... very Now lonely. Lonely and 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 went on to Castelze. But
0: I'm sure you had picked names and addresses. Of course, (laughs) of course, of course.
1: And uh, then it started from there. And uh, started writing. And um, fortunately, I found there was a a mutual friend. uh, A priest who was a good friend of my family and also a close person at home. Mm. uh, Who was a friend of this girl's father. Hey! So... I found, you know, by in by the time when I was in, in, in S six or uh, S he used to go there during holidays to to visit the the, the father and so on, and uh, at every occasion, I, could, I I would sneak a lift to go with him. <laughs> <laughs> father Domin- the late Father Dominic Katarwa. Mm-hmm. So, slowly, um, we got to know each other, uh, senior three, senior four. Um, then now, an occasional letter now we, we would, would come. Would come in. You know, then uh, S5. that's uh, high in S5 for uh, you already at, the already at university? I'm already at university. S6, I was leaving university. Um, so, by the time she came to the university... You had left. I had left. I'd already started working. I was a state attorney in the attorney general's chambers.
0: But interestingly, back at the university, did you feel a bit of... Uh, uh, Behind the times that you were at university and you never had a girlfriend that was, you know, in the university, she was in secondary. I mean, it was more like yeah, having a virtual yeah, relationship. You no,
1: know, it, it was. Uh, While you your know, peers possibly I had. Right from the beginning, you know, I started calculating. This girl is next one, mm-hmm. I'm in five. So when I'm in S six, she will be nest two. When I'm at university, she's nest three. Uh, then when I'm finishing university, she's S six. So, when I start working, she's coming to university, they mm-hmm. marry. So, me, I was already thinking about that. You beginning. are extremely <laughs> calculative, eh? very organized. <laughs> so, it was that. Uh, wanted a serious relationship and uh, worked along. We met, then we got to know the family, and both families got to know each other. So, when she came to the university, uh, when she finished her uh, second year,
3: mm-hmm.
1: we got married.
0: But You're a selfish man. This lady should have been allowed to complete her
1: studies, graduate, but and she finished. Yes, yeah, she did. But uh, she completed, and by the time she completed, we you had, had two your,
0: children. Your <laughs> two children. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very interesting. Now, what one. was wrong with graduating with a, with with, a, with with a baby with
1: two diplomas?
0: Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, you are getting two for the price of one. <laughs> Desert Island
3: Discs on 91.3 Capital FM.